Yo, yo. What up? What up? Yo. What up? What up? Hey. Hey, welcome. Welcome to Benny's crib. What up? Oh, uh, yeah, just leave your shoes over there. It's cool. Yeah, thanks. Does that sound cool? Yo. Yo, what up? Welcome to Benny's crib. Thank you again for being here. Um, it is a another chilly, another frigid winter night here in Portland, Maine. We got some RMV uh, vibes, excuse me, on the podcast right now. Someone uh, who is a singer, a vocalist out here in the uh, the musician worlds of Portland, Maine. And that is Hannah Harleen. How are you tonight? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, thank you for having me. I've been wanting to be on your podcast for some time, so I'm. I'm very happy to have been invited and finally get to speak with you. We actually really haven't spoken that much before, so I'm looking forward to chatting with you. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think I've seen you at shows and such, um, RIP, but um, I don't know if I've ever had a long-term combo with you. Yeah, and you know, like I said, it's usually a hip-hop podcast, but you know, we always show in love for the R&B world and just singers in general. I mean, I've had Christina Contigian on here, Angelica, Britt Martin, so it's it's fun to have you here. Um, The first question I asked everybody is uh traditionally dealing with hip-hop i'll cater it towards you after i ask it um but i really have to just start with my um consistent opener i guess and that is what's your first memory of hip-hop my first memory of hip-hop you know i don't think i have a good answer for you because no one's ever asked me that i think it's just always kind of been an influencer around I'm, I, I will be very honest with you hip-hop of course is an influence in my sound but it's not something that I am as well versed in as I would as I should be or as I would like to be mm-hmm. it's just always been something that's kind of been around that I've listened to that's influenced my sound I'm mostly like my background really is jazz that's the foundation of of who I am as a singer um, as a songwriter, I'm influenced by a lot of different types of styles, but as a singer, as a vocalist, I started singing, you know, jazz, and of course, jazz has an influence on hip-hop, and it all just kind of, you know, everything influences each other, but for me, my first memory of getting into music at all was listening to Ella Fitzgerald. Oh, and tremendous. Ella Fitzgerald yes. is awesome, because that was my next my question favorite. was going to be, um, <laughs> what was your first, you know, memory of listening to vocal, you know, music, whether, you know, singing in jazz or R&B, so Ella's a really good one to have up there. Sure. Yeah, she's my, I mean, all-time favorite and my first mm. influence, my greatest influence when it comes to jazz. I have many different influences at this point, you know, from... Alicia Keys to, I mean, Ariana Grande. I, I listen to a lot of different types of singers, pop, R&B, but Ella, Ella Fitzgerald, 100%, was the first the first person I heard sing that made me go, you know what, I think I want to do this too. And I'm grateful for my parents for introducing me to so many different types of music, but particularly jazz. My dad and my uncle, his brother, they both, uh, they both grew up listening to a lot of a lot of jazz because my grandfather was a, a jazz aficionado and a jazz drummer and so they know a lot of jazz music and oh, yeah. You know, yeah they introduced me to it at a very young age and so I just I fell in love with it and that was my thing for a while was singing jazz standards and singing with jazz bands in high school and um 
you know, even after college, I was, you know, singing jazz with different groups here and there. And so that's my biggest influence. But then I I always listened to R&B. I mean, um, you know, definitely 90s, in in the 90s particularly, uh, that was a big influence on my sound. And um, so, yeah, I, I think that, you know, I probably, if I'm being honest, hip hop, it's been there, it's been around, I, I could name, you know, some of the greats, but not necessarily tell you a lot of the history or, you know, be able to delve into it as, as, as deeply or as honestly as, 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 you know, I'm sure you and a lot of other people in the community, but I would like to, um, I would like to know more, especially because it's such an influence on, you know, especially some of the music that I've released in the last year, it certainly has hip hop influence into it. So Mm. yeah, I I think that, you know, you definitely have inspired me to consider more, uh, delving more into it. And, you know, actually if I'm, if I'm honest, the uh, Monday of the minds community, because I've performed there a couple of times and, you know, they're so passionate about hip hop and, and what it means and, and, how it has you know affected their lives and so i've certainly learned from people in that community uh more about more about all the different aspects of hip-hop you know the writing the the cultural impact and yeah there's a lot to it there's a lot there's a lot for me to learn (laughs) i mean i think i know a lot about it and i'd even say there's a lot for me to learn it's it's so inclusive and uh ever growing you know at the same time like it's just Every day in hip hop, something can change, and that's a beautiful thing. Right. And shout out, money, the mind's heavy. Well, that's a good answer, you. I like that you were just like, yeah. I mean, a, it's definitely influenced me because hip hop's been everywhere. I think you know, if you're anywhere under forty five at this point, hip hop has been a constant in your life, at definitely. least culturally speaking. But um, jazz is tremendous too. I'm a huge fan of jazz, and uh, I want to kind of get into that. The, the early stages of Hannah Harleen as a musician, as a vocal artist. Um. Talk on your gramps for a little bit. You said he's a jazz aficionado, I believe was the specific term. What does that mean? Break that down to the people at home. Was he like very, very big collector and historian or something like that? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I learned a little bit, but, you know, I didn't get a chance to pick his brain as much because I was really young and he passed away maybe 10 or 15 years ago. And so I I really didn't get to talk to him as much as I would have liked to because I was really just starting to get into jazz and take it seriously and... I wouldn't even say I'm a, I'm a, an aficionado of jazz. I would actually like. I'm sure you know the wonderful Viva. Oh yeah, oh um, yeah. She she is someone that really inspires me because she is like she is jazz. She knows so much, and um, I would definitely say it's an influence. But I, you know, there are people who are so passionate about it. Um, and my grandfather was one of those people. He had CDs, records, posters, books. Uh, always was listening to jazz and and. I remember going over as a kid, you know, to his his home and he would just, you know, play some drums for me and he just oh the smile on his face. He he loved jazz like nothing else. And so um yeah, so there's there's a special aspect to that as well that it's sort of I guess it runs in the family, you know. Oh hell yeah. And jazz is so beautiful because it can be so many different I mean almost like you mentioned actually, it did influence hip hop. But it's um it's just so expansive because there's there's vocal jazz you know you have the beautiful singing styles of Ella Fitzgerald for instance as you said or maybe someone like the iconic Billie Holiday but then mm-hmm. Jaco Pastorius the bassist is also a jazz musician and then there's even you know I think about people like 
Oh man, my friend One Pound, he sent me a really, really dope. Lenny Barreau, I think. If no, if you got a jazz guitar, I think he's from South or Latin America. Let me Google it real, real quick. I don't actually know who that is. And you know, that's another I mean, thing is that I, I love a lot of jazz vocalists, but instrumentalists are not. That's the side of jazz that I really haven't delved as seriously into either. I mostly just, you know, I listen to a ton of jazz vocalists mm. growing up, but. Um, yeah, I mean, even the instrumentalists are, um, are amazing, you know? Mm. So. Uh, I mean, it's such a huge genre. Oh, Lenny Bro actually is from Canada. Oh, he's born in Auburn, Maine. I was way off. Holy shit. But I, like, it's like more like flamenco <laughs> oh, so he's, jazz. He's a, he's a Maine jazz guitar player? I guess you could say that. Yeah, he was born in Auburn, but I think he got kind of big in other parts of uh, the country and in New Brunswick. But he did a lot of like jazz, flamenco. Uh, almost like a jazz country guitar in in a sense, like almost like folk guitar, if that makes sense. But he's really beautiful. But my point is, like, jazz is just so huge, and I I love the fact that uh, you had an early love for jazz because I've always loved jazz music. I mean, my dad would play. Um, I'm trying to think, mostly Louis Armstrong, especially around the holidays. Yeah, but just the stuff, great Louis yeah, accessible, kind of like I don't even know, like meat and potatoes jazz in a sense that every, everyone kind of Duke Ellington, you know, just the classics. But uh, yeah. I Definitely. love that. I love that. Um, where are you from? Where did you grow up? Are you from Maine? I'm not from Maine. I actually was born in the Bay Area in California. Oh, shit. You from the Bay? I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> a lot of people, it's funny, a lot of people who kind of like have met me in the last few years or even before that, they, they don't really know that side of me. So I was born in Berkeley, California, and then I was, I mean, I kind of was raised here too because we moved to Maine. My family and I moved to Maine when I was 10, but... I lived for a lot of my childhood in Petaluma, which is just north of San Francisco. And word, word. I definitely, it's really weird because I feel like part of me is a Californian and another part of me, I'm, I don't really feel like a true Mainer, but at the same time, this has been my home for, you know, 20 something years. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. I, I definitely feel like when I go back and visit that I, I left, you know, part of my, part of me is still there you know and then I come here and this also kind of feels like home but I've never really felt like I belonged in any specific place if that makes sense I know what you mean you mean like in Maine or just in general I guess it's just kind of like people are like I'm from Maine I'm a Mainer I grew up here you know like they can they can solidly say like I'm a Mainer and I'm kind of like I I guess I am but I also (laughs) I really miss the west coast I'm not sure if I would live there again but I I'd certainly you know my formative years were spent there some of my formative years were spent there so it had a huge influence on me and i'm yeah and i mean san francisco is a great city so of course yeah i miss that for sure it's just it's insanely expensive and yeah you you left at a good time you left before the rent got stupid high oh it's it's ridiculous i don't even i don't understand but (laughs) uh maine is maine is quite special and I, i i actually feel certainly that during you know covid times this is one of the best places to be i feel like i appreciate it even more than i ever i ever have just because i feel yeah i just feel like safe here i feel like we have a good you know community here particularly with music and i just realized how much mm-hmm. i appreciate appreciated certain things about being in maine and in portland in particular um you know, since since all of this craziness started. Yeah, that's that's a very true statement. It's a beautiful place to be. Um, that's wild, though. I, I did not know you were from the Bay. What were your first 
Oh, I was going to say intentions. What were your first? Um, damn, my brain's so funny. It organizes, I think, words by the first letter they start with. And there's a letter that starts with I. That is what I'm trying to say. And I can't. No, it's not. I got it. What were your first impressions of men oh, when you moved you, here? Oh, got you. My first impressions? Well, hmm. I think because I didn't grow up with snow, I was really excited about that when I was a kid. Hell yeah. Um, I always loved, I mean, I just felt like even as a kid, because my, my family, we would vacation in Agunquit, and I just felt like it was really beautiful here, and when my parents were like, we're moving, of course I was so excited as a kid, and I, I can't really say anything other than I felt like it was just, it just felt really, especially the summers, I think there's nothing like summer in Maine, so yeah, for me it felt really special i mean it's special it's a special place mm. um i just wish i had appreciated it more and now that we can't go out and do anything i'm like well geez you know why didn't why didn't i why didn't i appreciate because I, I guess at some you know point i started to feel like sometimes maine is a little small and even the music scene oh yeah it's mad feels it's a little a, it's small, a small state. And so i'm like oh you know i'd love to be able to live in somewhere somewhere like new york or and actually, I kind of feel the opposite now where I feel so connected to the mm. music scene and I feel like it's a tight-knit, supportive community that I didn't really realize. It's it's actually, you know, it's just, yeah, I just appreciate it so much more now than I ever have. I love it. That's a great, that's a great answer. Um, I was going to focus on the music but i wanted to also ask real quick do you have any other hobbies growing up like what were you interested in was it mostly just music and family or did you have anything else that you spent your time doing definitely so i've always been a performer in the sense that i love i mean i loved theater and i, I was a very theatrical child I, I i'm not so much anymore i guess i've kind of like toned that back but i uh Definitely loved acting. I love dance. I still love dance. Um, it's always been, you know, doing things involved with the arts and create creative, you know, creative things. So, yeah, I'm an artist through and through. I've always just, I've never, I never did sports. Uh, I tried, but I just, I always gravitated back towards things that involved, you know, performing and creative avenues so yeah, yeah. got you got you well let's talk about uh performing in music um when did you start to officially sing i guess and, and put yourself out there as a singer sure so right i guess as far as like performing i was five when i did my first ever like performance but it was oh shit it was, a theater <laughs> it was a theater performance it wasn't singing i was like a a background. I was like in the Wizard of Oz playing a munchkin. So I was in the, you know, I was <laughs> gotcha. in the ensemble. But then, you know, that part of me just was kind of always there of wanting to, you know, do something with performing. And I hadn't really thought about singing until I was, I think I was 12. And it was that influence, you know, with my parents playing the jazz music and me wanting to sing like Ella Fitzgerald. And so I had done these like theater productions here and there. And never really had like considered myself a singer but I was like you know I think I want to join chorus and so I was in middle school and I just decided to join the chorus and I realized how how good it felt to sing and it just felt right I was like wow I feel like this I, I feel like I belong in this this situation and then my choral instructor Michelle Snow 
she, uh, I think she was offering voice lessons and I, I told her I wanted to take voice lessons and yeah, that's when it really started was voice lessons with her and I realized how much I just loved singing and I loved singing jazz in particular and it just kind of like spiraled from there. I just started singing all the time and performing as much as I could and um, yeah, I mean... I guess, yeah, when I was 12 or 13 is when it really started. That's awesome. Um, were you initially doing original material or more covers when you started uh, to kind of get out there? I had never, okay, so as far as writing original material, I really, so it's funny because, you know, my dad will tell you I started writing songs when I was five years old because I remember there was a piano in our house and I like, sat down at the piano one day and started like plunking at the keys and like wrote a song. And then, you know, ever since that point, I never, I never wrote an original because I didn't think that I could or that I was capable or that I was a songwriter. I always just thought I was a singer. Um, I didn't think I was good enough. I just, I think it's because I, I wasn't brave enough to kind of share what was going on, you know, inside and putting that on into a song, into writing. And it wasn't really until, um, it wasn't until the last couple years that I started putting out originals. I was singing jazz standards. I was singing covers, I suppose, you know. Um, but yeah, as a jazz singer, it was always just other people's songs. And it wasn't until I think 2018, yeah, that I wrote a song and released it for the first time because yeah, I was going through a really hard emotional time at that point and I, I, I was looking for an outlet to to deal with some of that and I was like you know what I'm gonna write a song about it and I did and that was only a few years ago and I just turned 30 so you know for me this was kind of like a later a yeah. later in life situation yeah yeah I don't consider it like old or anything but just in terms of not at all starting a new endeavor um and always always having considered myself a singer a vocalist but never a songwriter until really until just recently so yeah oh, that's awesome yeah i mean that makes sense i think there's a certain uh element to your music that seems very uh i don't know just natural to you you know when, when someone's doing a cover they can obviously put their own spin to it and some of my favorite uh covers i might even like more than the originals is the way that the artist redid it in a sense but you the music that you know you've been dropping the past couple of years definitely has its own different Hannah Harling vibe to it. And I think that's probably evident due to the songwriting being uh, your own. Um, well, it, thank you. Yeah, no, no problem, for sure. Uh, that's kind of wanted to get you on here because, A, you got a new single. We're recording this yes, on Friday the 20... No, I mean, excuse me, Thursday the 21st, but your single's coming out next Friday, right? Yes, so Friday the 29th. And, yeah, in terms of my music songwriting journey, I basically started in in one area, not really knowing what style I was really going for. And I feel like at this point, with some of the music I have coming out this year, I feel like I've really, you know, I guess I've found my sound. I was experimenting with a little bit, you know, different, not exactly different genres per se, but just... I didn't really know. I didn't really know what what's Hannah Harleen, what's her music. I was writing songs just that felt good and that were fun. And, you know, I would find a beat and it was just a good beat and I, I would write to it. But at this point, I feel like I've really narrowed down what it is that Hannah Harleen wants to put out into the world. And so I'm really excited about this single for a couple of, well, for many reasons. But um, 
particularly because it was a cool way that this came about. So I was using this app called Voicey, and I don't know if you've heard of it, but basically I, I found it about a year ago or right when like the pandemic was kind of starting and, you know, we're stuck at home and I was just looking for creative things to do. And I found this app. Um, I don't, I don't know how I found it. Oh, I do. I remember how I found it. Shout out to one of my favorite singers right now, Etta Bond, who I found, I think just on a Spotify playlist, she just came up and I saw that she was using this voicey app to make songs and and to record herself and so I I hopped on Voicey myself and I I just have met so many amazing people through this app and collaborated and so the song that's coming out is actually a collaboration with a producer that I met on Voicey so basically producers will put their beats up on this app and then anyone you know who signs up on this app as like a singer um they can they can just record their vocals over it and make little songs and you know I I recorded over this guy his name's Sean P and I recorded over his beat and I was like I love this beat I actually want to buy this beat for real like I want this to be mine I want to turn this into a real song so I hit him up got the beat from him and then one of the singers I met on there Adam Shank he's one of my favorite people that's on that app. Uh, we collaborated a little bit and I reached out to him and I was like, let's make a song. And so, um, they're all part of that project. And then of course, uh, Miles Bolin, one of my favorite artists in town and really just in general, uh, we've collaborated a bunch over the last few years, but I just, I don't know. I, I just knew that he would be right for this song. And so I hit him up and I said, Miles, I'd love to have you. And we always work really well together. And so he said, yes. And I'm so excited about his verse on this song. Cause he really, it's like, it's it. I mean, we all know miles is incredibly talented, but this just, I feel like this shows a different side, Hell yeah. a whole other side of his capability. And so I'm really excited to put this out and it's called red light, green light. And of course we'll be streaming on all platforms. And mm. I think, you know, with uh, the pandemic in mind, I think, um, we're going to try to shoot a video at some point safely, of course, but uh, Sarah Violet and I have talked about working on a music video for this track. So hopefully that'll be coming out shortly after the song. So Ooh, we'll see. Sweet. Shout out. Yeah. I got a couple things. Shout out Sarah Violet. Shout out Miles Bolin. Shout out Planetary Axis. I've only heard one Etta Bond song and it was a collab with this other dope singer named Sir that I like a lot and that's a really yeah. good song. It's called Something New. Shout out that song. Yep. Um, and yeah, she's got a lot of fantastic music and um, I. it's interesting because I, I tend to like, I listen to a lot of different music but I tend to really like, I guess obsess is a little bit of a strong word but I, I get really excited about an artist for a while and I'll just like really delve into all their stuff. And oh yeah. It, for her, that's kind of like, she's, she's it for me right now. I'm, I'm listening to her all the time and she's, I think another thing about her is that her style, her whole presence, her music is, is kind of what I'm in, inspired to create myself. And I, I as, aspire to be like, and I would absolutely love to collaborate or perform with her at some point in the future. So when I look at her and, and her, you know, her social media and I listen to her music and I'm, you know, just kind of, yeah, I, she's sort of like a, 
an inspiration for me at the moment. And so definitely check her out. She's, yeah, hugely an inspiration in terms of my, my style and where I'm trying to get to going forward as far as Hannah Harleen music goes. Tremendous. And uh, yeah. I should mention, too, that this is coming out a week from tomorrow. This is, like, getting pre-recorded allegedly. So Red Light, Green Light <laughs> is out now, hypothetically, because so, it'll be out now when people listen to this in a week. So okay. go stream it now, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> let me see what else I was going to say. We'll get to that. We'll promote it a little bit more at the end, but I wanted to get a teaser about that. Um, yeah. When and where did you start recording, or excuse me, not recording, um, uploading the music you had recorded online, even if it was covers? Because we kind of heard about your inspirations with your family and then you always being a performer and singing. Um, but when did you start to put that out on the internet? That's a good question because I guess there was a point where, I mean, I've always been a little bit shy. It's interesting. I kind of am I'm sometimes really shy and sometimes really extroverted and theatrical. And I feel like for a while, for many years, I kind of was more soft-spoken and, you know, introverted, even though I was a performer. And I had really bad stage fright for a while, actually. Sometimes I still do. But with the invention of the internet and social media, I found kind of like an outlet with um, with uh, Instagram and different platforms where I like would post a video of myself singing, and that kind of gave me a little bit of confidence. Hell yeah! To you know put myself out there more. But in terms of like officially releasing music, I honestly, and this is something that I'm still learning because there's a part of me that is full on artist and doesn't want anything to do with the business side of music. Um, I'm just really starting to, to take that stuff seriously. If I'm being honest, and this is something that every musician, if they want to actually, and I, I'm not even sure that I necessarily want to have a full-time career doing it. I'm still kind of figuring that out for myself, but the business side of music, no matter if you do it as a hobby or not, I mean, it is important. And so I'm learning that. And when I put out my first song, I didn't even know how to do it. I was like, what, where do I put it? Like, how do I get, how do I get my music out there? I have no idea. And I, I just, I was just getting myself to write at all and like go into a recording studio and figure that whole process out. Cause that was still kind of new to me. But, um, yeah, I figured out you have to have like a distribution service. You have to, that's how you get it places, you know, and you have to, one thing that I'm not great about that I would like to be better about is, self-promotion and really kind of knowing how to how to market my music so that people can hear it because you know that's part of the fun and part of the joy of of being an artist is making the music for yourself but then you want people to enjoy it as well so I'm still kind of like basically long roundabout answer of saying you know when I first put my first song out 2018 it was like that was really the first time I did anything like that I had no idea what yeah. I was doing, I'd always sort of, I'd, I'd kind of like featured on a couple of people's songs and maybe I'd put myself out there like doing a cover on YouTube or something, but you know, original material wise, yeah, that's, that's sort of been a process I'm still kind of learning how to, how to do, I guess. I love it. For those who don't know, what was that song? Let's get into the solo, uh, original discography now of uh, Hannah Harley. Sure. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's a song that I actually don't have on streaming anymore just because it's, it, I'm not as proud of it because I didn't really know. Yeah, it happens to a lot of artists. They, they you know, kind of, yeah. you kind of curate and trim your earlier stuff. Yeah, I've been doing that recently because I'm really like, 
you know, the recording process is a whole thing you kind of have to learn as well, depending on if you're, rec- I mean, I don't record at home really. I did a little bit over the summer just because of like the pandemic and I, I needed to figure out a way to, you know, stay creative and stay recording without necessarily going into a studio. But, um, Oh my god! I just totally lost my train of thought. Well, <laughs> yeah, it happens. Um, oh my god! Well, what were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about. Um, don't worry. It happens to me probably five times an episode, and then I'm like, oh my god! Like this is my show, <laughs> and I'm supposed to drive for the bus. It to happen because it always happens at least once during a conversation, and here we are on a podcast, and it, it happens. Yeah. So not, this yeah. is this is true life. The Hannah Harleen story. <laughs> hey, it'd be like that. We were just talking about the early um, stuff that you dropped originally. You know, your, oh, your right. first songs. Thank you. Thank you for getting me back on that track. <clears throat> no okay, worries. so it's called the song is called "Don't Give Your Love Away," and. I basically, so I told you I was going through a rough emotional time when Mm. I wrote my first song, and it was basically just a really bad breakup that inspired it, which, thank God, because I didn't know how I was going to get through that. That was some of the worst pain I've ever felt, but it inspired me to start songwriting, so I will credit that experience for getting me going. Um, Beauty and pain, as they say, I guess. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of the songs I write about, with a, a few of them in mind that are just mostly just songs that aren't really about anyone specific, but a lot of them are about real people and real feelings and experiences because that's just kind of, that's how I have to write, honestly. Um, and to each their own as far as their creative process and what they write about. But for me, it's always from real experiences. So this experience inspired me. Um, the song is called Don't Give Your Love Away. And the video that I made for still up on my YouTube channel. It's just not on streaming platforms anymore because I feel like... I've just developed so much from even three, four years ago or however long ago it was at this point. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so I was saying the recording process, right. That's what I, that's where I lost my, my train of thought. (laughs) Um, going into a studio for the first time, it, you know, if you're not used to it, it's a, it's a learning process of getting what you want, like knowing what you're going in, like wanting to do with your song, um being efficient and then also going with like oh like I just had this creative inspiration like I want to do this it's just there's a lot there's a lot to the process at least for me so from that point to now every time I've gone into the recording studio it's just gets better and better in terms of not just being efficient but just like having an ear for knowing what I what it is I want to do and how I can make something sound the best that it possibly can and that particular track just you know you can just hear how amateur it sounds so I, <laughs> I i love the song for what it is but i you know it's not necessarily part of my repertoire it isn't part of my repertoire anymore anymore because i've just grown out of it i guess and um i think i could say the same for some of the songs i released really really early you know like i guess 2019 which is only a couple of years ago but um there's a couple tracks i released and i'm like you know what those were fun to create, but I'm really excited about 2021. I have, um, I actually have some songs I'm working on with a producer in Canada. He's a friend of mine now, and he connected with me through social media, which is amazing. Um, and we have a bunch of songs that we have written and some are recorded and we're just kind of like finalizing, you know, finalizing things. And yeah, yeah. They're just really, they're they're truly Hannah Harleen in the truest sense. When I listen to them, I'm very proud, and I feel like, 
yeah, I just narrowed down my sound and and polished my sound to a point where I'm like, yeah, like this feels this feels right. And I love I love a lot of the songs I put out last year. So I have what seven songs at this point. Yeah, are... let me steal the uh, the floor from you real quick because I wanted to oh, start yeah. talking about those songs. I'm um, specifically sure. there's a couple steal that away. I uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. There's a couple that I wanted to just you know touch on um, that were some of my faves. So. Space and Time, that was the first joint that really made me tune into your stuff um, as like a solo artist because I probably had seen you um, maybe do a set or uh, open for like, you know, someone who was put on a show in town at like, you know, somewhere. I don't even really know because like you said, it's a really small community. So you pop into a lot of people a lot. But um, I was like, oh, shit, like this is really cool. It's cool to hear this person on record. Um, What inspired Space and Time, that that song specifically? Sure. Um yeah, I'll be really, I mean, it's a small community, so definitely they're, I mean, this, this, these songs are about real people, but I, I'm happy to talk about what it's about just because, yeah, it's real, it's real shit. So um, I wrote that song for a person that I was with at the time who I was falling in love with, but I still had to kind of work through some emotions that I was dealing from the last relationship, and yeah. I kind of I wrote it as a way to basically say, like, I'm sorry, I'm still working through this. And, yeah, that isn't technically the first official release that I ever put out. But to me, it... (sighs) I I mean, I put it out on streaming platforms, like, officially when I knew what I was doing. And also, I have a (laughs) video that I'm really proud of that Ellis Ducharme directed for me that's really special and the whole essence of the song feels like it's me it feels stylistically like me and it the the words are true and honest and meaningful and come from a real place Mm, mm, definitely produced by ben thompson who is incredibly talented ben thompson made that beat i didn't know that yeah yeah I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but he goes by a different producer name, but I wanted to shout him out just because he's obviously one of the most talented people in town and uh, in Maine, for that matter. And um, I was lucky that, you know, I got a chance to get a beat from him. So that was really cool. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Dope song. Dope song. Let's keep it in the hip hop world. Um, What was it like linking with Shane Rise on Hypnotize? That was one of the singles you dropped last year. I think you dropped some really good stuff last year. I think you dropped three really prominent singles. Um, Yeah, just talk on that that, that single, Hypnotize. Sure. Uh, Well, also just to touch on the fact that I got to collaborate with Sarah Violet, and that was amazing on that. Um, So the song is called Beiparavaya. It's in Punjabi. And just for people who who are like, oh, that song you do with Sarah that I don't know how to pronounce. But I wanted to shout her out because when I asked her to collaborate, I had no idea she would say yes. And it just, yeah, the same thing with Shane, honestly. Um, I didn't really know him super well. I obviously knew of him. I think we had been at the same events, you know, here and there and communicated on social media. And I just, I got this beat from Kobe Beats, who is a person I think I linked with on Instagram. I don't even remember how I found him, mm-hmm. but um, got this amazing beat, started writing and I'm like, you know, when I write songs, I'm trying to write more solo stuff, but I also just love collaborating with people. I think it's so fun. And yeah, I have a lot of fun collaborating. So when I'm writing these songs, sometimes I'm like, oh, like, you know who would sound good on this? And for that one in particular, I heard Shane and I just reached out to him, just had no idea he even 
considerate and of course well not of course but like you know he's super you know down to earth nice guy and I barely knew him and now that I know that I'm like wow like I just feel it's just so nice to have gotten to know him through you know working on that project together and that he was so excited to do it and that obviously his verse is amazing and I was just honored to have him but yeah now we're friends and it's great and I just hope to collaborate I hope to collaborate again soon and I love that song um yeah I think it's probably one of my favorites <laughs> if I'm allowed to say that it's one of my favorites of my songs of course you definitely. can you can have favorite songs yeah definitely definitely I still feel weird saying that though because they're like they're my songs but <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean, and know. I love that. I don't know if you saw the the video for it, but I love that everyone uh, was, you know, open to sending me dance clips so I could put together a compilation and and put something out. And you know, during during the summertime when I, you know, like obviously we've been going through the pandemic for a little bit at that point, but I was like, you know oh. what, it's summer. This is a summer song, and I want people to feel like I want to get people moving. And it was really fun to put that project together. I was so happy that um, a lot of my friends got in on that too. So, yeah, tremendous, tremendous again. Um, another joint I want to talk about is "Waves." It's another smooth song. Yes. I think that uh, that was the song for me when I heard it. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like the hook on this is really, really, really well done. I think it just it was a different type of hook. I almost like I felt like you kind of evolved in your song structure with that one specifically. And I was Thank like, this you. This is dope. Like, you know, that's really. I don't even really know. I don't. I don't have the words for it. So, how about you? Talk on that song. What does waves sure. mean to you? Yeah. Okay. So, like I was saying, you know, some of my most of my songs are written about real people, real things. Hypnotize wasn't necessarily written about anyone. It's just a song about. Well, you know, whatever, sex, and that yeah. could be about anything, anyone. But uh, Waves is sort of the same same idea. I just, I heard the beat, and it inspired the words. So normally it's like I have feelings, and that inspires the songwriting, but sometimes the beat just, it does something to me, and that's what inspires the writing. And I was like, you know what? I, I feel like, so I'm a Scorpio. I don't know how much you know or you know relate to astrology but i know like a little, I, little bit but not much yeah. to be honest i mean i kind of like some days i take it seriously and some days i don't but i definitely know that i'm a scorpio through and through and part of being a scorpio means that we're incredibly like <laughs> sexual beings and so for me tapping into that side of myself musically and writing about that is not something i ever thought i would do hmm. i know that sounds kind of maybe crazy but i wasn't comfortable for a long time um you know including that as part of my artistry and hmm. when i wrote hypnotize and then i wrote waves i was like okay all right you can do this and it made me feel confident and it made me feel like I I'm very proud of waves. Um, not only writing wise, but vocally, I just feel like I really went in on, on that song. And so I appreciate, I appreciate that you like that one too, because yeah, it just feels, it felt like a very empowering song to write. So. Hell yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, you know, when you can have that relationship with yourself, like, you know, yeah, I'm doing it, I'm out here. If I want to be a little sexual in my music, that's a beautiful thing, because sex itself is a beautiful thing, you know? And uh, yeah, I think, you know, I shout out that empowerment. I think, you know, not that I would know it all from any firsthand experience, but I think culturally speaking, artistically speaking, women can kind of be more ostracized 
um, yeah. for empower or for embracing the sexuality, but that's some whack ass shit because we should all feel uh, who, whoever the fuck you are, whatever part of the spectrum you want, you should feel good about your sexuality. Hundred percent, and like I think that it's something we should absolutely celebrate in all ways. I think we're we're simultaneously like we're, we're prudish about sex and then constantly using it to sell things and then constantly like telling women to be more sexual, but then they're too much. And so for me. Um, putting that out felt like just the right balance of, of all of that for me. And it just felt empowering. It's so funny though. Cause like uh, my mom's like, I can't listen to that song. I don't want to hear you singing about, <laughs> you know, and it, I think it's so funny, but at the same time, you know, I guess I get it, but you know, for me, it, uh, yeah, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that song. Cause it feels like I finally broke out of my shell a little bit and it actually has helped me get better with my songwriting because i'm not i guess i'm not holding back anymore so tremendous tremendous well uh when your when your mom said she doesn't like it i was gonna say different strokes for different folks and i'm like that's a pretty funny joke no pun intended but <laughs> I, I had to say that but um yeah, yeah I, I just, mean you can only imagine a mother and her daughter like they you know oh, yeah and different generations but too for sure it's it generationally but at the same time i know that she she and my dad are both very proud i think for a long time they wanted me to write my own songs and i just wasn't brave enough or confident enough to do it and mm -hmm. then I really went for it and you know despite the fact that you know she doesn't necessarily care for that particular song I know that she likes some of my other she, she likes all my music and mm. she's proud of me and you know I'm 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 happy that I I'm just happy I finally went for it and I know that they're they're happy to see my growth as a musician as well and so yeah I love it shout out uh Shout out Embracing Your Sexuality. It's a beautiful thing. Let's get into some more songs. Some more songs from Hannah Harling here. Um, sure. Another one, probably the last one I'll, I'll talk about before we um, get into a couple more questions here. Damn, we've already been talking for 40 minutes. I love it. Um, yeah. The song that you dropped right towards the end of last year, it was another sultry cut. I think it fit the uh, kind of just the branding and the uh, overall sound and what you were bringing to the table last year, and that has got mine. Um, mm -hmm. What inspired or led up to this song, or what are you? What are your just thoughts on the song? What, what you know? What do you want to talk about when you think about that track? Yeah, so like you said, it kind of like it fits the branding, so to speak. It really, I think, was the perfect way to end the year. The perfect track to kind of release before I start putting out some of the stuff I'm gonna be putting out this year. Because yeah. That, that in space and time, and I guess waves too, but really like got mine is like, that's a Hannah Harleen song. And, um, again, it was Kobe beats who I, you know, I was listening through his catalog of available beats cause I, I'd really liked hypnotize. And I heard that when I was like, wow, I, I got a right to that. So got that beat and I had actually started writing to it earlier in the year, before pandemic started and it was sort of about one thing and then turned into another and originally it was kind of like it was about finding confidence in myself to know that I'm doing the right thing I'm on my own path and that I have this dream of you know whether or not it's a full-time job or a career or it's you know maybe a side thing I, I don't mm. I don't care how how you know big or little it is in my life as long as it's in my life and I'm talking about music specifically just that you know I sometimes get bogged down by kind of the pressure to 
do what everyone else is doing mm, or to follow sure. another person's path. But I just know that I love music and I just, the way that I want to do it is the way that I'm going to do it. And, you know, just getting advice from people who aren't necessarily, don't have your best intentions in mind and trying to veer you off your path or, your, you know, whatever. And it was just, there was a lot of, a lot of noise basically telling me what I should do, what I shouldn't do. And, um, it was just sort of like a song I wrote for myself to say, Hey, you got this. And, you know, like I said, I'm not sure necessarily how far I will take my music. I would love to see, I would love to see the day that maybe it could be a career, a full-time career, but I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just taking it one step at a time. And, and um, at the end of the day, that it's just sort of like, I got mine, like I'm, I'm doing it for me. And that, you know, it's just about me finding my confidence in my voice too. And towards the end of the year, that's when I ended up finishing the song because I recorded it in February and then wasn't able to because of COVID. Got to finish it when I was able to go into the studio again. And um, it sort of was like a song about surviving the year and like still still wanting to do music and still wanting to make my dreams happen and mm. even after everything we've all been through collectively and you know individually I just sort of felt like it was yeah I guess a, a way to say goodbye to 2020 and to give myself inspiration for this new year so that's a you know that's a very special song for me and um, the cover art which obviously people can't necessarily see because they're listening in, but the cover art was really special. And Simon Taylor has done the last, I guess, three or four. He did my logo for me and also the last three or four um, cover art for the for the last four singles oh, of mine. Oh, got you, and, got you. That's why they look so consistent. Yeah, yeah no, like, so good. He's so good. And and that that one specifically, so I released that track on my 30th birthday, which, you know, 30 is kind of a big one, so... I wanted to do something special and the cover art that he designed was kind of like me in my dream apartment with all the things that I love, kind of like feeling, feeling at ease and feeling comfortable in my own skin. And, you know, I never thought I would say that at this point that, you know, it's taken me this long to get there, but yeah, I just turned 30 and I'm like, finally starting to get there where I'm like, yeah, like I, I, I got this, I'm confident in who I am and, I know who I am and and I'm proud of the things that I'm doing and the things that I'm putting out into the world and so yeah it's a celebration of all of that hell yeah hell yeah well that's a great song and I think it was a great way to kind of round out the year last year in a sense and, yeah uh, yeah shout out so those those were some songs that I personally liked a lot and I wanted to kind of just hear some breakdowns on it for the people but uh, thank you very much for asking about them I it's nice to be able to to talk about them because I don't really get a chance to to tell people like the the story of what these songs mean and so it's it's special that I get to do that. Thank you. Yeah, no no problem at all. So we do here at Benny's Crew. Um, yeah. What's your recording process like these days? Sure. Okay. So I do a lot of my record. I do all my recording basically, with the exception of a few times. Um, I always go to Penumbra. Jason Whitmore is you know, a godsend and a wonderful human and amazing at what he does. And I just, I just feel very comfortable going there because I work well with him and the recording process for me is 
Yeah, it, it's pretty much the same every time where I'll kind of go in with a half plan, not exactly a full plan, because I know when I get in there, things are going to change anyway. So I'll have things written, um, and I'll try to kind of maybe come up with some ideas for harmonies or ad-libs, but we kind of have this thing where I'll go in and lay down the foundation of the song, and then we do this thing where we, what does he call it? We will throw things at the wall, so to speak, and so I'll just start recording over the track a bunch of random stuff whether it's harmonies or i'll just make up stuff and we'll see what sticks and that's kind of fun and and we end up coming up with something that isn't necessarily what i had envisioned originally but that is so much better than i could have ever imagined just because i feel like i'm able to be creative and open there and um so yeah i mean my process is like to kind of have something something as a foundation which is the lyrics which sometimes end up changing when I'm in there um but you know a hook a verse etc and then I feel like there's a lot of things I come up with on the spot when I get into the studio and that's that's fun I love that part awesome awesome um yeah you seem to be pretty active on the scene or at least when you know when shows were going on what are some memorable events you've been a part of you just want to shout out or just anyone on the scene maybe you want to shout out Sure. You know, it's crazy because I feel like, so like I've been a singer my whole life, essentially, uh, or maybe not my whole life, but for most of my life. And I feel like I was, you know, I wasn't really on the scene per se until semi recently, you know, because I was still figuring out exactly how I wanted to be a part of the music scene and who I was as an artist. And so I was just feeling like I was starting to break into the scene a little bit. And I had a bunch of shows lined up for the first time ever, and I was so pumped. And, like, I had just had a bunch of shows in a row. Um, And I want to shout out Britt Martin really quick, who you've had on as a guest, because, honestly, a lot of the shows that I I got to do, she was the one who organized the entire thing, and she's been incredible. Like, I, I don't know how she does it, but she does everything, and she put together some really amazing shows that she invited me to be a part of one of them was I guess it was it almost two years ago now I was part of um one of the Beyonce tribute shows in town and there was also a really uh I don't know if you were there or not but there was a show at Sun Tiki a year ago in February that was really fun and that was that was like that was with Sydney the singer that was with Angelica you should have Sydney on by the way she's dope she's one of my favorites Mm. um yeah, she's one of my favorite local artists who I think I just see a lot of potential and I think she's just like a rising star. And um, anyway, she she was part of that show was me, Britt and Angelica. And that was really cool because like what a lineup, you know. Um, so that was great. And then um, I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think those are the two that come to mind. Oh, of course, the state theater show that I got to do another one put on by Britt Martin, the incredible Britt Martin. Um and that lineup was insane and amazing. So it was me, Britt, uh, Susie Assam, Steph, um, Sydney, did I already say Sydney? Uh, I think I covered everyone. Yeah, so I like I hadn't performed at all because, you know, pandemic. But I had done a couple live streams, and it just didn't feel the same, you know. It, it's hard. Live streams are very, very challenging because, like, yeah, it just feels awkward. It doesn't It doesn't feel the same when you don't have an audience but I tried and I did a few and it was okay but then I was like you know what just gonna wait because you know it's it's just not the right time for me to try to perform right now I'd like to come up with some new material anyway and then you know of course um 
main music alliance like you know the whole fundraiser that's what the that's what the concert that we did was for and i felt like when i got invited to that i was like you know what if we can do this safely you know covid wise of course i'm gonna do a show that's gonna help support you know keeping main venues open so that when we were all vaccinated and or hopefully we're all vaccinated but when things are safer that we have places to perform and so when she invited me I had just moved just gotten a new job and it was a lot going on and I was also trying to not get sick um and so I had a lot on my plate but I'm like you know what I, I would love to perform again and I would love to perform with all these incredible women and so I said yes and um that was the most recent performance I've done and you know I I don't have anything lined up at the moment but definitely incredibly memorable because hello state theater like that's for me you know I think in town anyway that's kind of like that's 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 a goal an ultimate goal for for you know a lot of people and so even though it was played to an empty house or you know just just my friends and like the tech people that were there it was still an incredible moment and um yeah, so I actually, despite the pandemic, have had some pretty cool opportunities and uh, have played some really cool shows. And I'm, you know, shout out to Portland House of Music, which is the venue I think I've played it the most. Ken Bell is an incredible human and can't wait to, you know, get back on that stage again and just, you know, perform as much as possible when when we're able to do so. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Shout out Portland, Maine. You down for some rapid fire questions? Sure, okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go. Second favorite animal. Second favorite? Yes, second Koala. favorite. Koala. Ooh, I'm, in I'm interested. You got me. What's your first? Uh, <laughs> is it lame to say cats? <laughs> no, no, I think cats, you know. I mean, they're fucking, they're fucking awesome animals. They're funny as hell. And I just love my cats, so I love cats, I guess. <laughs> yeah, shout out cats, yo. <laughs> What's an anthem from your teenage years? An anthem? Oh, I, I can't rapid fire answer this because I well, can't even. More like, okay, more like not rapid fire necessarily. Uh, more like first association. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? It could take a second or two, but. Uh, or not even like that. That's that's not very long. You can just take, a song that makes me think of like my childhood, basically. I guess yeah. So something you blared a lot in your teenage years, and it doesn't. It can be more than one to two seconds. It can be several seconds. I shouldn't shouldn't try okay. to rush. Okay, I'm just thinking of Alicia Keys immediately. Like Fallen, like that was like that song for me was an. It was another inspiration for me to get into singing. So that makes me feel like my middle school days and getting into music. Yeah. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! What's something that gets you out of bed in the morning? Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out coffee. Shout out my French press. I love you. Uh, oh, I have a I have a Bialetti, like a mocha pot, and it makes ooh, the best coffee. Best coffee. Good. Yeah, I love yeah. coffee. Yo. Uh, I love, I got like a grinder. I'll grind out the beans sometimes. Mm, I love the smell. It's fresh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what's your go-to or one of them? A Portland food spot. Uh, Mommy. Mammy, uh, mommy. Mommy's yeah. so good. Very good spot. So good. Very, so very good. good spot. Yeah. Tough question here. What's your biggest regret? Ooh, okay. This is a really embarrassing confession. Smoking cigarettes. Hey. Ever. Don't, if you're a singer, don't do it. We yeah, all have our, uh, <laughs> our nights. But <laughs> uh, respect, respect. <laughs> What's your proudest moment? Let's flip the coin. 
proudest moment. Singing the national anthem at Fenway Park. That's a pretty cool one. Yeah. How that? Actually, also singing the national anthem at the Pentagon. Fenway's cooler. (laughs) Yeah, but they were both pretty incredible. But yeah, Fenway was. I think that was like goosebumps experience for me. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. That's cool. Um, how, how did her br- briefly, how did those happen? Did you just like know the right people or, or did you win a contest or something? So basically, uh, yeah. So the first time that I, I sang at Fenway a couple of times, the first time was, oh, um, a couple of times, not even once. <laughs> Look at this casually. Yeah. It was 19. I was wait 17 and 19. The first time I think my dad at the time was sort of like a manager for me and he like got me in to, to sing God bless America. And I think I also sang the anthem. And then the second time I won a competition, it was the main, um, the main games national anthem competition. And so I, yeah, I was 19 and that was, I mean, the first time was terrifying because I was 17 and I was just a baby. And when I was 19, I was like, okay, I've done this before. still terrifying, but, uh, much more confident. And actually that video is on YouTube. I'll have to send you the link so you can see 19 year old Hannah, but yeah, that was amazing. And then the, the Pentagon, um, I know somebody who um, serves in the U.S. Army who there was an event that, you know, he was a part of. And um, so actually another thing we didn't quite touch on that I just want to briefly mention that you may may or may not know about me. Uh, I was really into Indian culture for many years and still, you know, it's still a big part of my life and particularly the Punjabi, you know, community and music scene, I ended up getting really involved in um, and have a lot of friends in that community. And so the person that invited me to sing at the Pentagon is, um, he's a Sikh. And so that, that's, I'm not sure if you're familiar, that's a a religion um, that he practices and he, um, so anyway, the event was for uh, the Sikh New Year for Vasaki. Oh, no So way. he knew that I was really, you know, a part of that community and that I cared about it and that I was involved. And so he he invited me to sing the national anthem for that celebration. And uh, that was that was incredibly special for a number of reasons because of the community, you know, that it was for, but also the Pentagon. I mean, that's super cool. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Who's a vocalist who blows you away? Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Nice. I love her. Nice. I love her. I think she's one of the most. And Lady Gaga. They're both so amazingly talented. This might. Uh, or damn, my word association is not working tonight. Uh, I was gonna say this might appeal. No, no, no. This might appear. There we go. This might appear in this answer too. Um, who's an artist you want an album from right now? Like they drop one tomorrow. You could pick anyone. <sighs> I mean, I love me some Etta Bond. There we go. Full circle. Yeah. Full circle. I got two silly ones to end the rapid fire. Okay. Would you rather have to climb an active volcano that has a high risk of exploding or explore the Mariana Trench in one of those like solo submarine things and go really deep? Mariana Trench is that really, really deep trench. If you don't know what that is, it's like hella, hella. Hello, yeah, hello yeah, yeah, I've ocean. heard of it. I've definitely heard of it. So, the submarine thing, for sure. I mean, they're both terrifying, but I feel like the submarine one, that would be cooler. And maybe less, potentially less risk of dying. I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking that. I'm like, let me think here. Like, the volcano is pretty freaking spooky. Because I don't want to have no lava and magma and hot tar. I mean, yeah, you'd them. be burnt to a crisp, whereas at least, you know, you know, I, I just feel like... 
it might be a cooler like visual experience and maybe spooky in a cooler way and also you may or may not die whereas if you're on a volcano like pretty sure you're gonna just you're gonna be you're gonna be toast so i can't fight that logic last rapid fire (laughs) question okay if you could ask me any rapid fire question what would that be um why do you love hip-hop Oh, God. That's a rapid-fire question? I love hip-hop because um, oftentimes when I need any assortment of things in my life, whether that be perspective, motivation, healing, could be anything, really. I think hip-hop is so big and expansive that it can kind of just distract my mind enough or set my mind in the right place where I want to keep moving forward unequivocally, you know? Sometimes I second guess myself, but if I put on the right song, it could be a very upbeat, you know, vicious banger of sorts. It could be a slow instrumental, or it could be just kind of like, you know, someone just rapping right at your soul. But I don't know, that shit just makes my brain slow down and makes it easy to to keep living. I don't know. That'd be my answer. Wow. No, I like that. I like that answer a lot. I mean, anything that makes life feel like it's, you know not necessarily worth living but that it makes it easier to be a human in this world and you know understand things you know but i I guess i have another question for you so i know you have a show on mpg and you're doing this podcast and you're putting all this hard work into promoting music and i think it's wonderful and like how did you start doing that and and what is the thing you love most about the portland music scene oh damn you're giving me good questions tonight you flipped the script on me Um, yeah well, because I don't really know you that well, and I want to get to know you a little bit better before yeah. we gotta, like you know, that. end this. I like that. Um, how did I get into all this? Was that the first one you asked me? Yeah, like how did you decide you wanted to do a podcast and interview people, and and why, you know, what is it about the Portland music scene that you love the most? And <clears throat> and yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a one and the same answer. Yeah, yeah, kind of um, related. Well, I always wanted to be in the music journalism scene to some extent i just didn't know what extent and then i did some internships in college in local main news journalism and i was like this is a very bleak field that has no future and the arts people have really no power and they're really you know not the most important part even you know this cool you know things like the portland phoenix and stuff like that but even those are kind of dying out and have been dying out for like almost honestly like over 10 years like it's getting pretty wild how long term you know newspapers are still kind of kicking and sticking around but Mm. after college i had a digital journalism degree and a really scattered brain and i was like i don't really want to work in this field and climb the ladder and get stuck going to gray to watch a basketball game and write about it for like a 715 deadline i just like that just i knew it wasn't for me (laughs) and i started up a blog and I'm like, hell, I wrote on Tumblr all college. I might as well correlate those skills to a more modernized blog. And originally it was just going to be like a, you know, a hip-hop, national hip-hop blog. Um, and then I moved to Portland to be more around shows and stuff. And I was like, shit, there really is a really prominent scene around here. So what if I kind of have Rhymebeat as this you know, nationally focused brand? At least you know that's what it started out as. That's still tied to its community. But then I have a podcast or another brand, you know, Benny's Crib that, you know, uh, really showcases where I'm from and what Maine has to offer. And I think just uh, my natural love for hip-hop, my natural love for where I'm from, and just my gratitude for where I'm from made me want to be like, all right, no one's doing this shit. Let's, let's, let's run this up and, and 
take over in a sense <laughs> and uh yeah that's kind of my uh background for this what town are you from and where did you go to college i'm from old orchard beach most be- okay. most beautiful place on the earth no I'm just kidding <laughs> I, I do have a lot of love for old orchard um through all its quirks and you know fuck, yeah. fuckery and there's there's definitely some beauty i mean there's beauty in every town if, if you're with the right people but um yeah. i went to school in the north shore mass i went to school um at endicott college Okay. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was on the ocean, and it was kind of close to Boston. It had a lot of woods. I didn't really fit into the culture as much, um, mm-hmm. but I found some, you know, some good people there, and uh, we got through it. And it was a tremendous time uh, looking back. But yeah, that's that's kind of my story in a couple a uh, couple minutes. <laughs> nice, nice. That's nice to to learn about you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, well, we both survived the rapid fire questions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we can kind of wrap it up and hit some final bullet points here. As sure. we mentioned, uh, this is dropping in a week, so, A, new single out now. What was it? Red Light, Green Light? Red Light, Green Light, produced by Sean P., featuring Miles Bullen and Adam Shank. Tremendous. Out everywhere. Um, yeah. Obviously, this you know time with COVID-19 and the pandemic's been tough on everybody with things closing up and just life kind of feeling a little bit more tight. What's grounded you, though? Is there anything that's kind of kept you at a, at a good mind state consistently? <sighs> Man, um, music, <laughs> literally. I mean, that's. I know that's like the obvious answer. No, but, everyone um, says that, but it's the, that's the thing. That legit. It's it, the thing. You know, I've had a lot of ups and downs, not just because of COVID, but you know, making some big life changes in terms of like I moved and I got a new job and 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 you know all of that while trying to not get sick and and everything. You know, it was just so much stress, and it always comes back to. It always comes back to songwriting. And also, a uh, side note, I have a love of French culture and the French language. And mm. occasionally, you know, I will get back into my French studies. So when I do that, when I focus on that, and I also, like, focus on my songwriting, those two things actually, um, they're not only fun, but they definitely really ground me and make me feel less crazy in, in the world. And so... Yeah, I've been able to like practice my French online with some people from across the world, and that's been really cool. And um, yeah, um, this is a crazy story just to end things. But uh, so I had to go get a COVID test the other day because you know that that is just life right now. And mm-hmm. um, I was so upset because it's scary. And when I went to get the test, the person who came up to my car, um, <laughs> and I'm not like great at French. I'm still kind of like a beginner, advanced beginner, but I just, I love the language. I think it's beautiful. And I actually want to sing some French songs at some point or incorporate it into my music at some point. But um, he came out and I heard he had an accent. And so I started speaking to him in French and I was like crying because I was so upset about this test. And I started speaking French to him and it immediately calmed me down and like we had this conversation oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah it was really cool and like you know i'm still i'm i'm not like okay i'm not gonna totally knock my skills i'm okay i'm okay i'm fairly good yeah, i'm not terrible time. but uh yeah honestly um music listening to music writing music and then love love studying languages and particularly french that actually puts me at ease and makes makes things seamless crazy in the world so yeah i I wanted to throw that out there too because that's another big part of my uh my life but yeah do you speak any other languages (laughs) um i took four years of spanish uh i have enough um knowledge to have like on a scale of one to ten a two Mm -hmm. so if i really had to you know hear a sentence i could probably get three or four words out of it and eventually, mm. I know, like, you know, the, like the easy shit, but, like, certain small phrases and locational things. And 
Um, sure. I know, like, like I said, like a two out of ten. I know just more than like nothing, but I remember some of that. So that's you know, I mean, I sat in that classroom for legit four years. So I had some of it. Yeah, in my brain. the way they teach it in high school is not the best, but no. um, yeah. No, no. Oh well. I hear du- Duolingo is good, though. <laughs> yeah, I like Spanish, though. I like language. Language is something that definitely uh, entices me. I don't even want to think about it, because the more I think about language, the more I want to talk about it, and it's really, it's 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 beyond fascinating. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for having me on, and I've been, you know, definitely wanting to come on for a while, and I really appreciate you reaching out to me and getting a chance to, like, just talk to you at all, because we really have only had brief conversations, and getting to know you a little bit better, I oh, yeah. hope to get to know you even, even you know, more, and um, yeah, thanks for, for talking about my music with me and sharing my music, and um, yeah, I really appreciate it. Oh, of course, yeah. I got, like, just um three like little promo questions um to throw at you yeah. before you go if you're ready just kind of for your oh, sake ready, like yeah. um like coming. where can people reach you you know like that way you can kind of plug your socials in a sense yeah so okay the thing with social media so i pretty much just have youtube i have instagram i kind of use facebook i know everyone's getting on tiktok now but like i'm such a boomer like i and i'm not a boomer but i feel like i'm a boomer with that because i don't want to get on tiktok it's just too much social media for me but I really appreciate what everyone's putting out into the world. I basically just, uh, at Hannah Harleen, you know, um, H-A-N-N-A-H-H-A-R-L-E-E-N. That's my Instagram handle. If you look that up on YouTube, you'll find me. Um, I'm working on figuring out other platforms that I can get myself on that, you know, don't make me go crazy because social media and, like, just the Internet in general, there's so much going on. I try to find that balance of, like, not necessarily being everywhere but getting myself out there does that make sense no, yeah, um, so no tiktok but definitely youtube and, and instagram for the time being and and at some point oh and i guess i'm on voicey too if anyone's interested in that app it's a really cool app for creatives and people who actually you know want to maybe try out singing for the first time so i'm on there with some some cool little songs that i made and um yeah, I have I have more content definitely coming out uh, YouTube wise in the next uh, few months, so be on the lookout for that. Hell yeah, I love it. Staying busy. Um, Trying. Unless there's anything else you want to plug, I think I have my last question for you, Hannah Harley. I I don't think anything specific other than yeah, stay tuned. I definitely am doing the best I can to keep music coming, you know, and you know expect more from me this year but you know you'll just have to wait and see but yeah i'm ready for your last question just like the first question this is the staple question that concludes benny's crib where will mm. hannah harleen be one year from now Ooh, if i can help it and it's it's you know safe to travel at that point montreal 100 percent. i adore montreal i actually want to move there someday maybe um i just yeah montreal <laughs> there we go well, yeah. we have a jazz, R&B, hip-hop-influenced vocalist in the building now heading out. Uh, Hannah Harley, thanks for the good interview. And uh, unless you got anything to say, we're going to uh, vanish into the night here. I'm just going to say uh, sending love and, you know, well wishes to anyone, you know, struggling right now during this crazy time. And, I, you know, I love the Portland music scene and, and I just sending love to all of you guys. And, um yeah, let's keep on supporting each other, even after the pandemic. Just, you know, keep the community 
close and supportive and that's all i gotta say sending love love to everybody love it well much love and uh yeah have a great night Shout out to Han and Harleen for coming through Benny's Crib this week. Shout out to you at home for listening. Always shout out the sponsors, Yari Ting, Beach Boys, Fire on 4, High Roller, and Crow's Nest. Hope you're feeling good. I hope you're feeling at least positive in the sense that we're getting a little bit more daylight every day. So shout out that. Drink your water. Do your push-ups. And uh, take care of yourself. I'll see you next week. Much motherfucking love. Rhyme beat.